Now Lonnie Finley's his name. Vince Eustace is his. This is hip hop. And movie news. And that's the way it is. We are back again. This is episode six. And I would just like to grab hands real quick and do a prayer to the Six God. Oh, beloved Six God, please give us the strength and wisdom to be able to give out the news of everything from Tinseltown to the Boogie Down. Make us the best home of the real hip-hop, real spelled R-E-E-L, because the public education system has failed me so terribly. Six God, we're with you. In, in your name, Six God. Yes, Six God. We pray. This is Hip Hop and Movie News, the podcast. I am Vince Eustace. I'm Lonnie Finley. With us again is producer extraordinaire, cooler than a Frigidaire, Patrick Pierre. Oh, Yeah, I'm just going to throw some. Yeah, I'm just going to throw some little new nicknames out there and see what sticks. Okay. And hopefully he does not care for them, and then I know which one to call him all the time. Uh, I don't say this a lot, but how are you guys before we start into this? Was everyone, everyone good? Everyone have a good yeah. everyone good week? Yep, yeah, I'm good. Man, pretty good, you know? Good. Ready to start the week, or I don't know what point I am in the week, but I'm ready for it. All right. Hip-hop. Yes, trying to be on a more positive note, as the Sixth God, I'm sure, would appreciate. Of course, yes. And we start off with the Sixth God, Drake, Drizzy Drake, in the news, as always, he should be. But uh, not necessarily a good thing this time. He is being accused of being a culture vulture. Hmm. There is a grime rapper from the UK named Wiley, who thinks that Drake is a culture vulture. Wiley has accused Drake of being a culture vulture. He thinks that Drake has a propensity for tapping into regional sounds and that artists, uh, other artists besides him are calling him a culture vulture for basically taking their sounds and like what's hot and sort of taking it as his own. He's done it with reggae. I guess he's doing it with grime now. Uh, Wiley saw him at a, a grime rapper's concert, posted on social media, called him a culture vulture. Drake was not happy about this at all. Says uh, that's some confused hater shit. Uh, I'll never understand how supporting someone's song or even going a step further, giving somebody a song or leaking up, I'll never understand how that is viewed as something that's not admirable. But I guess people have their own outlook on it. He also called out Wiley by name, uh, saying he thinks that he's on some goofy shit, but he didn't like that. Like, what are you talking about? So it's an interesting, <laughs> interesting debate here. Is Drake... A culture vulture. Because, and before we get into it, I feel culture vulture nowadays is mostly, when you hear it, it's like, oh, a white person is taking something from black culture. Which it is. But it could be other things. So in the broad scope of what a culture vulture is, not the original definition, which is someone who just always takes in culture. It meant to be a positive thing. But in terms of the new negative connotation, is Drake a culture vulture? Lonnie. So what? (laughs) That's my answer to that. So what? Who cares? Like, I don't, I literally don't care because this is what Drake is and what Drake does. And like, people were surprised about the stuff that Drake does that he does and he's always done. And like, Drake's gonna, if if it's hot, he's like, I wanna be a part of this and I take it. Sometimes maybe he puts that person up a little bit. 
Sometimes he doesn't. I don't think that anyone <laughs> is going to be able to do anything about that. And it's one of those things, it's like, this is a random reference, but I remember when the Patriots were, like, killing everybody and during, like, their, like, their run where they ended up losing the Super Bowl. They were killing everybody. And I remember Tom Jackson was like, you know, they ran up the score and the Redskins were like, oh, he's running up the score or whatever. Stop him. Stop him. He's like, stop him. You, stop them. If you don't want them to do that, stop them. If you don't want Drake to do this, either you stop him or you get as big as him and do it yourself. Do I think it's a culture culture? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't care to drink on that, dude. I, I also do not care. Uh, I also feel that when he sort of experiments with a lot of these sounds, it's cool. But for me personally, it's not my favorite Drake to listen to. So the fact if he's like going to lean more towards UK grime, uh, a genre of hip hop that I personally don't care for. It's like, good for you, Drake. I hope you sell records, put some other people on. But I'm not going to... It's not going to really move the needle for me. And that's all that matters for me. This is the first time some people will be hearing the the phrase UK grime. And that's because of Drake. Yeah. U-O-M. I've never... Maybe Wiley's huge. I don't know. Like, I've never heard of him. Maybe it's a she. I don't know. I'm assuming... It's a he. I'm looking not at even sure quote. I'm a, I'm the lo- gender I'm of looking the person. At quote. I'm, pretty sure, not that it matters. I'm pretty sure it's a he. Uh, yeah, I just I'll say his name. So, pretty sure Wiley's a he, but don't know anything about Drake. Put you on the yeah. fact he's even responding to this thing. I mean, look, oh, he better send Drake some like champagne or something for putting his name out there. And that's another thing too. You're calling Drake a culture vulture. Don't think that talking about Drake and having this blow up doesn't help you out. No, he yeah, he's hello kind of a cloud chaser right now. Right? Okay, so let's call out what it is. Yes, and let's also say who cares, right? <laughs> Because I'm not mad at Wiley for doing it either. Me either. Because the thing's out there. It's like, good for you. You did it. This is what this is. This is how it is. You you get in the internet, the media, people talk about it, goes viral for a little bit. That's Drake has figured out the formula. This popular. Make it whatever. People think about it for summer. I rolled summer. I made a bunch of money. Cool. I don't care if that song isn't legendary or memorable. That's not what I'm about right now. Some of my songs are. Some are. We're doing a really good job of trying to expand, like, overseas to, like, UK. Like, we're coming across <laughs> as, like, the ignorant Americans. They're like, go boo, grime, Wiley, boy or girl, we don't know, who cares? <laughs> and we're just like, oh, okay, whatever. But yeah. that's where we stand. We're gonna, that's we're, how we feel about it. We're this. recording this in America. Yeah. USA. 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 I am a real American. Oh, I can't, 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 can't sing that song. I can't sing that song anymore. Sorry about that. Nostalgia. Uh, but yeah, I'm moving on to field. This has been dominating the news, unfortunately, as of late, and something that we have to talk about still. Uh, Nipsey Hussle had his memorial this past week in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. More than twenty thousand friends, colleagues, family members, performers, and fans gathered. For the televised event, it, it was huge. I, I felt like the entire every my way of getting home from work was basically shut down. My wife said the same thing. Her getting home, like there were so many, like you saw you saw the footage of just not just at Staples, but at, at the at his marathon store as well. But he had a lot of people speak on his behalf and tell stories about oh, what a great artist, uh, person, humanitarian he was. From everyone from Karen Civil. Stevie Wonder, Barack Obama wrote some words. Snoop Dogg, obviously his his children YG. And, and, and YG and Lauren London. It, it was 
It would, I, I feel a, a fitting Farrakhan? tribute. Fa- oh, Farrakhan as well. Yeah. Uh, how much of it did you get to see? I saw a good portion of it. It came in right around the time when um, his brother was talking. Mm-hmm. Got to see midway through that to the end of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, people were just saying, you know, the marathon continues. It was the main thing that stood out to me. And I was like, it just gave me so much more insight onto Nipsey because everyone doesn't have these types of funerals. You know, other rappers have died and they haven't had these types of funerals, you know what I mean? But this is a person who obviously touched his community. It was it was kind of crazy to see it because, you know, it's in L.A. as it's happening. And also halfway through, I realized what channel I was watching, which was like Channel 1. I don't know what that was. But it was like it was airing it. And I was like, this is live. It's like because YG was saying nigga a lot. <laughs> like a lot and I was confused as to like is this going to be bleeped or is this like, what was going on so it, that, that's a whole separate thing um, but yeah it was um, it was it was good man it was it was kind of tough to watch it and I could kind of see how everyone was affected by it uh, I really felt for Lauren London you know what I mean and the whole family and just like it, it just was uh, it gave me a lot more insight it actually makes me feel like I need to learn and, and find out more about what Nipsey was doing and like to really just be like, not just like, oh, here's what's going on, here's some stories, but like actually me figure out more about what he was about because he obviously touched so many people where it's like, I want to like have more understanding of where he was and what he was doing for his community, all that stuff. You know? I don't want to throw uh, a certain producer extraordinaire under the bus. Uh, but a certain producer extraordinaire said to me like, oh, wow, I didn't realize like he was this this big or and I'll throw myself under that bus too like I, I knew Nipsey Hussle liked his music a lot and this outpouring of, of, of support and just like what he meant to the community it, it didn't shock me but it surprised me just on how big it happened and I think it's one of those things sadly where he probably I mean I think he was appreciated while he was alive but I think his legacy is going to just grow even more with his passing, which yes. is which is unfortunate, but that's how it works, though. Yeah, I mean, it, the media didn't talk about him. His message is strong, and I, I think a lot of other people are going to like carry out his legacy and, and, and his vision on things. You got to be a martyr, man, sometimes for like a cause in order for people to take you seriously. Because like, even though his immediate community knew about that, like we're not that far removed from that area, and it's not like you know we don't have a full reach of his impact because people don't talk about that. Now, someone dies, you're like, oh, cool. Everyone knows this yeah. is how this is a this is a reoccurring theme in our country. Just being real. Unfortunately, uh, there were some negative aspects to come out of uh, Nipsey and the memorial. Services, but not who you're thinking. No, no, I'm not talking. Not not, not talking about that anymore. Not not talking about that anymore. Right. Uh, But uh, the starters, the gentleman who was with Nipsey when he got shot, he also got shot. Also, uh, I heard was arrested because he was in violation of his parole. He was just released from jail. Nipsey was helping him out by taking him to a store, getting him some clothes, giving him some money, helping him get back on his feet. But because Nipsey was a known gang member, in quotations, because he used to be a member of the Rolling Crips, uh, Rolling Sixties, that was a violation of his parole. So this man got shot, saw his friend get killed in front of him, and is going back to jail, which is, is just atrocious. That's 
not cool at all. Um, I heard the legal system. I don't really have an answer for that. Just to say that, like, this isn't the first time that something doesn't make sense, and it's happened, and a, a black person is involved with the legal system. That's the only thing I'm going to say about that. Uh, also, Laura Ingram. Not sure if anyone is familiar with her, but probably because she has a very popular show on Fox News. So even if you don't watch Fox News, chances are you have heard about her and been angry with her. Uh, she used to bash LeBron James and Kevin Durant, saying they just shut up and dribble whenever they speak out against Donald Trump. And so the day of memorial, she was speaking about Nipsey's memorial because it was a big news story. Like you said, it was on every news channel, so Fox even had to cover it. And now they're like, oh, we had to cover it. So she, but she, Laura, good old dependable Laura, puts her own spin on things and mocked Nipsey and like said, oh, this dear rapper, like with like sort of a sarcastic connotation, recently released a song called FDT, which stands for F Donald Trump. And then showed a video clip of the YG featuring Nipsey video, uh, only showing the YG video parts, only only audio of YG and video of him. So it was only YG they were showing, but saying it was Nipsey. And could be like, oh, yeah, this is a catchy tune. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, real catchy. He's no Irving Berlin. And then we're you know, like, oh, were they saying fuck Donald Trump because of the record low unemployment for black Americans that Donald Trump has uh, helped our country with? Which is like the number one talking point. Completely forgetting that, one, this song was released when Trump was a candidate, not even president yet. So his policies haven't even been put in yet. Two, it was not recently released. It was way back in 2016. And three, the man just died. His, his kids, his family, they're all in mourning, and you guys are joking. You guys are laughing about this on television. There's been, I've checked her Twitter, which I don't recommend anyone checking out her Twitter handle at all unless you're really into those types of beliefs because it is infuriating. But she has not apologized for any of this whatsoever. In fact, she is doing, she's calling other people out for the same thing she's doing. Like, oh, how can people laugh about this situation? There's uh, some some senator, politician or congresswoman who out of, out of context yeah exactly she's on that she's like how can anyone find comedy Omar. in this exactly and she's finding comedy in Nipsey Hussle being senselessly murdered right so now we all realize that everything's a little bit fucked up and this is why we listen to hip hop <laughs> and why this is happening because we all realize that this is a very messed up society where you just said Fox News. The moment you mentioned Fox News, you could have followed with any sort of words and any sentences and phrases, and we would have been like, oh, that's fucked up. Because this is what we have understood. We are in the hip hop culture and the whatever culture that, like, we don't necessarily, myself included, I'm not trying to speak for people here, don't agree to the Fox News uh, viewpoint of life. But I'm not surprised that she would say this. She told uh, athletes to shut up and dribble like they have no other voice besides that. Basically, the reason why people highlight unemployment as a thing because they're like, look, Y'all can't say shit because you have jobs. So at least you get to work for someone who's taking the money from you. So why are you even complaining about anything? So what people are dead? Like, I mean, this is not something that... Right, but like, I'm not surprised about this. More people need to like obviously be on the same page of understanding what Nipsey was about. Because I'm saying it right here. Like, this is the issue. That after your death, the people who are not listening or were not listening clearly aren't listening because they don't even give a shit that you're dead. 
you know? And then, yet, as you said, they're going to use, she's going to talk about um, Donald Trump using Senator Omar's remarks taken out of context to say that uh, she doesn't give a shit about 9-11. These things don't make sense. Rational human beings say that don't make sense. People who are not rational are like, Laura Ingham, you are a saint. So, uh, Nipsey, rest in peace. Some people won't get Marathon it. continues. Marathon continues. That's uh, Laura Ingram, follow your own advice. Just shut up and retire or go away. Not going to do Just that. Do that. Uh, we talked about how Laura Ingram went against LeBron and lost. And that brings us to a brand new segment that we would like to call. And now, a little bit on LBJ. Our favorite, LeBron James. Yeah. A lot of been going on with LeBron James. Uh, he missed the playoffs for the first time in a long time through no fault of his own. No. He is on vacation. A well-deserved vacation. He has not had this in nine years? Yep. So. Uh, he has gotten another coach fired accordingly. Uh, they mutually parted ways. Mutually parted ways. He found a new job, bounced back immediately. He also... I don't think it had anything to do with Magic leaving. Magic was just like, I messed this up. I have to go. Or whatever. I don't, you know, I'm not knocking Magic, but clearly this is the wrong thing. Thank no, you. yeah. He, the, the memes are hilarious. I, I'm helping LeBron get some rest right now. He's like gearing up. You know, he's got a lot of projects. I know he's not getting rest because obviously he's going to be, you know. He's heavy in the Space Jam 2 sequel heavy. pre-production. Having a little bit of trouble recruiting some of his friends and fellow NBA basketball players into getting cameos in the movie. Uh, according to recent reports, there are a lot of players that have been reached out to to be in this movie, and they've said no, turned them down. And the most notable one has been Giannis the Greek Freak, said no, uh, he wasn't into any of that Hollywood stuff. The rumors are going around why players aren't signing on. Anywhere from they don't want to be dunked on by LeBron in the movie or don't want to be schooled by LeBron uh, to it's a sort of a brand thing where Nike has a lot of pull in this because it was basically a Nike commercial with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny that then went into Space Jam and had like Nike product placement. And I think Nike, since LeBron is with Nike, is going to figure heavily as sort of a sponsor in this movie. So some of his good friends... You're definitely not Steph Curry. Yeah, you can't get Steph Curry from Under Armour. You can't get like the Adidas athletes as well. So it's going to be kind of tough getting a lot of these players. Why do you think a lot of players do not want to be in Space Jam 2? Well, Giannis, or Giannis, or whatever he is... Uh, makes sense to me because he's like I'm about basketball I'm going to win I play basketball that's what he's about so I'm not even surprised about that some of the people I get it you know I like to think back to the days where people were like Jordan wants me to be in a movie with him I don't care what he does sure because everybody didn't have the same popularity and reach as Jordan so this is a big thing for like say a Sean Bradley? Yeah, oh, it was huge. Yeah. He was already on the... Uh, he wasn't in the league that long, but that was like already... <laughs> exactly. <past his> peak. <laughs> his most notable thing in the NBA was being dunked on as a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but like, I think that people... Brand is very important. Their brand, the brands they work for, the fact that it's LeBron, the fact that LeBron gets haters, the fact that people are like... Not necessarily want to support him sometimes. I don't really know what's going on. I feel like LeBron all of a sudden gets just like massive hate... But I think, like, there are enough NBA superstars out there 
that want to be in this movie. And everybody that was the former like uh, spaceship characters, they weren't all like. Actually, everyone watched Sean Bradley was a pretty big celebrity. A pretty big NBA star. Yeah. So how about this? <laughs> how about LeBron tries to recruit NBA players in the movie, and they get like rejection phone calls, sex messaging, noise. So he goes and he says, "Hey, Michael Jordan, can you bring some of your friends out of retirement, and you get Jordan, you get Barkley, give, give me Barkley, Muggsy, Muggsy, Larry Johnson, Grandmama." Patrick, Patrick Ewing, like get some old school dudes in there. You know what? Maybe, maybe he didn't go. Don't go old. What's Grant Hill up to? Paul Pierce ain't doing nothing. Paul Pierce is running his mouth about how he was a better basketball player than Dwayne Wade. That's up for debate. I'm not really going to go into that. But like, you know, what I'm saying like, there's other options out there. I don't think LBJ is worried about this. He probably he might not be worried about this. But at a certain point in time, like, what's um, Carmelo Wade? And Chris Paul, are y'all just not going to be in this? Because like, I feel like they're going to be like default have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banana Bro Rose. Like, yeah, you default. Y'all are like literally they like NBA like fraternity. You're the guys. Pretty sure James Jones and Birdman will also like. Why not get them? I figured they'll. What's Big Z up to? Exactly. What's he been doing? You know what I'm talking about. Also, I feel this hasn't been touched upon, but you and I have been saying this for years. Untapped comedic genius Blake Griffin. I don't even understand why he's not. Like, has he even talked? Where's he at in this? I, I don't know. All I know is I, I reheard a story earlier. It has nothing to do with Space Jam. It has to do with basketball. It has to do with. They were saying that when LeBron made his decision in 2010, he was really considering going to the Clippers because he wanted to team up with Blake Griffin, but Donald Sterling was a known racist and LeBron's like I'm not going there right Donald Sterling known racist yes, yeah we forgot racist. about him but he's a racist and we should I all remember that never forget <laughs> uh, but so I think LeBron I don't know I don't well maybe BG wanted the role though I think he did I think yeah. he, at one point he was angling to be the lead and I don't know if LeBron and Blake Griffin are like friends at all I mean I think they played on an Olympic team together but I'm sure they respect each other I feel like I've never ever seen them talk ever I don't think I've ever seen Blake Griffin. In I also feel life. like a lot of players. Don't, I feel like a lot of people don't like Blake Griffin like they don't like LeBron. Yeah, which is weird. We love them both. Yeah, I'm and good. I think that both of them in this movie would be perfect. Now I'll say this: like, um, there, I had a conversation with someone. She's a producer, um, and she was talking. I talked to her about this commercial I worked on with LeBron. Which again, I'll mention this several times if you haven't seen this. It's the Tour de Force performance by both myself and LBJ. And you handed him his Heat jersey for the first time. And, and I'll say it again, he never won a championship before you threw him that jersey. Boom. But anyway, so uh, I was talking about working with LBJ, and she was like, oh yeah, she, I got to work with him. She's like, you know, I also work with Blake. She's like, she's like, Blake strikes me as like, like he likes playing basketball, he's good at basketball. She's like, but he really, really enjoyed acting. Like, he was really about that. He was learning all stuff. He was really into he's it. Really good. And I like, he is. He's like, really she was like, he's it. more into that than he is basketball. And I was like, because basketball is easy for him. Like, he can just wake up and just be that good. And I was like, but he wants to do the acting stuff. So, this seems like this might be the right time to be like, look, NBS Promise, y'all, why don't y'all join together in here and like make this happen? You know, maybe at some point there's a trade where, uh, you know, Blake goes to the Clip, I mean, not Clippers, but the Lakers. Um, ship Lonzo to Detroit. I don't care, whatever. I'm saying maybe this leads to something else. I don't know. I'm all about him bringing in Blake Griffin. 
And I feel like these stars who are saying no need to realize what this is going to be. Some of them don't understand how your brand increases by being in yeah. a movie. Or either like their ego, like you don't want to be dunked on by LeBron. You probably be a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be a monster. You're not going to be, like, it's, it's not going to be dunking on James Harden. He's going to be dunking on the monster version of also, James Harden. If, you should not be concerned about him dunking on you in a movie. You should be concerned about him dunking you in a game. On a game. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he's done that to most people in the NBA. Get over it. And he's going to do like, with the whole, like, draft thing, when they were, like, over and talk about who they didn't want to be drafted live on the All-Star thing, it's like, the egos are obviously pretty big, you know? Hey, what's Bra- Bradley Bill do it. He didn't care about being drafted last. Get Bradley <laughs> Bill up. Get a wizard on there, bro. Um, uh, LBJ's good, man. He'll be good. He'll be good. I'm and good Space Jam 2 is going to be good. I'm going to be very yeah, excited about it. Yeah, no. Throw your hands in the air if you feel fine. You gotta take it into overtime. Uh, huge Space Jam fans, if you have not caught on. Yes. Uh, I have a poster. You have several clothing articles. Yeah. I have the jersey, the DVD. Just many great childhood memories. It's a tough rewatch. What was the biggest thing about the original Space Jam movie? The biggest thing? Yeah, besides Michael Jordan. I mean, it was it was everything. It was. Um, I'll I, tell you what it was. It okay. was. I know what it was. <laughs> it was all Kelly. So I believe I could fly. Yes. So my question now is, do you think they'll they'll reach out to all Kelly? No, nope, wait. They're not even, even going to have the weekend cover. They're not going to have any. They're going to stay away from it. I want to say, that, like for me, it wasn't. I think I would fly. It was me being confused as a young child when I saw Lola Bunny, and I was like, I'm confused. She's a cartoon, and she's attractive. What's going on right now? Like, they made this bunny. Like, first of all, I was like, this character never existed. And I'm like, now, like, Bugs having things. It was multiple confusing points there. Also, the space-time thing of how that actually worked within the cartoon universe. And the fact that no one acknowledges a spaceship when Michael Jordan is delivered to play AAA baseball. <laughs> Double-A baseball? I don't know what he was at at that point. The Birmingham Barons, whoever they <laughs> are. It's a very, like, kind of movie where you think about it, how, like, also disappointing it is for him as Michael Jordan to be playing minor league baseball because he sucked as the White Sox. <laughs> they would have much rather had him be on the White Sox in the movie, and that yeah. was not a truth. I thought that was actually a good, like, little... Live your they, truth. They, they, they couldn't recruit Jordan as the best basketball player in the world. They're like, why didn't you get his powers? Like, he's, he's a baseball player. Right. Like, I thought that, I thought that was actually... No, it's I thought clever. that was an underrated writing. It's a like, clever yeah. thing. So maybe we're going to do with LeBron and be like, what? He's an actor. Maybe. He's, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, good question. Uh, no, R. Kelly will not the, sa- the soundtrack was great. The soundtrack was so good. Hit Him High was one of my favorites yeah. off that. I think they could do a remake of that. I also, ooh, let me say this. Uh, another part, real quick. Um, amazing scene, underrated part, is when um, the girls start to diss on Charles Barkley because uh, he's horrible at basketball. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Be gone. Be gone. What'd she say to him? Be gone, nobody. Saw, I forget what you're she said. You're not Charles Barkley. Yeah, you're just a. Oh, what is it? You're, just oh. like a, you're like a wannabe who looks like him. Be gone, wannabe. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, good. It's hilarious. Check it out. Yeah. All right. So some more big news uh, in terms of Disney just taking over everything, as we have talked about plenty of times. Their much anticipated Disney Plus streaming service has been unveiled. Uh, it's going to be launching in November. It's going to be available for $6.99 a month or $69.99 for the year. Ugh, Disney. It is going to include everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. It's going to open the Disney Vault. It's going to be Star Wars, 
Pixar, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Simpsons. It's going to be putting out new shows, new Star Wars shows, new Marvel shows in terms of they've already committed to a new Loki TV show. The, um, not the Wasp, but the Vision and Wanda are going to have a show together. The Winter Soldier and Falcon are going to have a show together. It's going to be nuts. It's going to have competitive pricing. What do you guys think about this? Are you guys going to get it? Do you guys think this is scary in terms of them having everything? Or is this more of like, oh my god, all of our favorite things are going to be in one package? I have made myself very clear <laughs> multiple different times when discussing Disney. And I will not pull any punches with Disney. This is terrifying. <laughs> People are excited because you get to see all of your favorite things. And you know what? This is the only place where you will be able to see all of your favorite things. Because they're like, we're going to show it on our stuff or no one else is going to show it. And we have it. And so you better pay the 69, blah, 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 blah. Also, Disney choosing number 69, I'm just going to say, it's a little bit inappropriate. A little tacky. It's a little, a little tacky. Taste. There's children out there. And, you, and don't, think we don't, don't think we haven't seen Disney cartoons in the past where you guys put little words and yeah. little things, hidden images in there. You guys keep doing it. Sexual stuff has stopped Disney. The family used his home in Folsom, Maryland, still has the original Little Mermaid VHS yeah. set with the erect penis yeah. in the How castle. about the Lion King ones? That, pff, it's like sex. Yes. We know what's going on, Disney. You know, anyway. You're not fooling us. I think that I'm excited about the idea of being able to watch all these things and see it in all in one place. And that sounds really, really great. It also, to me, sounds like another thing which I keep harping on. Is it like... It was nice when you could check out different things on different stations. And now you're telling me that, like, maybe this one movie that, like, appeared on, uh, like, TBS at, like, 2 p.m. may not be on there anymore because they're like, wait a second. You don't own the rights to that. We own the rights to this now. So it's all going to be in one place, which is great because we're, like, kind of consolidating all our entertainment to one thing. But is that where you you want to have happen? You have only one place where you can watch this thing unless you have the DVD or you have that. Or, you know what I mean? It just, for me, it seems like... It starts here, then all of a sudden I can't watch football unless I have, like, the Disney, maybe Disney buys NFL. I don't know. That don't sound crazy to it's me. Not crazy. And so now Disney's like, well, you don't watch NFL games, you're going to have this Disney package. Now it's 150 or whatever. I don't know where they stop at. WWE. You don't watch WWE? got to have the Disney package. It could be endless amounts of things. Want to call your parents? Disney package. <laughs> Want to see your kids? Disney package. <laughs> we have your kids. <laughs> They're at our park. They love it. They don't know what's going on. They've been there for days. <laughs> so how, how close can I get... To, I don't want to spike this. Uh, I'm going to step back for a second. Just bear with me. There's echoes. Echo. So I'll try not to be... I am here for this. I am all about this package. I am so excited. It's very competitively priced, so it's not going to be too much out of our pockets. What's the price again? $6.99 per month or $69.99 for the year, which so, is the better deal. So six six six. I'm just saying. six 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 six. No, we know what you're saying. It might be the mark of the beast as well. <laughs> look, they're throwing in the six 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 sixty nine. They're like throwing it. Look, look, they won't even get it. They'll just buy it. They won't question it. They got, they got, they got Vince. Vince I, I, is in. I, want, I want my Gargoyles reruns. I want my Darkwing Duck reruns. I want the Mighty Ducks trilogy. You'll be able to watch all that on there. Yes, I'm pretty sure at some point in time they're opening the vault. Everything that Disney had back in the day, I'm pretty sure they won't have uh, the Uncle Remus and the the Brer Rabbit 
I'm pretty sure they won't have that. I'm pretty sure that's gone for good. But so what's to stop them from being like, hey, do you want this thing we have in our vault? Cool, we have it, but there's a special package price. If you want to see Darkwing Duck or all these cartoons, you pay a little extra for this. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I've been spoiled by the WWE Network because the WWE Network is fantastic. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a set price. They haven't raised the prices at all. It's been nine ninety nine since its inception. You get every pay per view. You get. I mean, every pay-per-view from WWE, WCW, ECW, like... Everything you want to watch is on Everything. And, like, so... Not Chris Benoit, though. No, he's on there. He's on there. But they don't have, like, any special, like, sort of... And then they just have so much stuff... So maybe I'm expecting to be more like that instead of, like, Netflix, which Netflix keeps, like, upping the price, like, every year and stuff like that. So I feel like... I don't know. I'm being optimistic about this. I think Disney's going to be more like WWE. I'm sure at some point, because of Disney, and they just jacked up Disneyland prices again. You need to talk to some people about that, Patrick, because I'm very upset. But I'm sure at some point... You just said it right there. How many times have you been going to Disney that your prices have raised since you started going? I think I'm an addict now. Like, it, right. It's a sickness. This is what I'm saying, is that you're already in where you're like, uh, you're fucking... Um, who are you? You're Joey Pants in the Matrix. You're like, hey, just give me that steak, man. Ignorance is bliss. Is. I don't care. No, no, no. Don't take the thing out of my neck. Please. I want to stay in Disney Matrix. I got it. I'm a little bit not quite there because I see this as a way where maybe they take some things that I had a free source to watch from before and now I have to join this thing to see this. Join us. Join us, Lonnie. You're acting like this isn't creepy. I'm not saying it's not creepy. I'm just saying... Let's enjoy life. And a lot of great Disney movies, TV shows, and memories will be tied in with this package. They had me at Star Wars. So. <laughs> oh, so speaking of Star Wars, real quick, tie into this. I just wanted to get your take on the new Star Wars trailer. Have you seen it? Yes. And I forget, are you a big Star Wars fan? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still on the, the, the same fence I am with Disney, where I wasn't upset that I saw... Darth Vader's or Stormtroopers dancing at Disney. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird when I saw Wait, it. Wait, Darth Vader was not dancing at Disney. Do you want to see the video? I think I saw him doing the floss dance. They had them coming out and they were dancing. And I was like, this is weird for a lot of reasons, to be honest with you. Disney was like, you better expect a lot more of this. People were like, this is horrible. And then they were like, like check out Rogue One. They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> Do whatever you want. So I'm still in that camp where like, look, I enjoy what they're putting out. It's hard for me not to. You know, but I'm also self-aware. I've become self-aware. And I'm like, wait a second. They have the sole control over all of this. You know? I mean, I'm good with it. The, the, the trailer, I, I did enjoy the trailer. I'm, just, I'm at the point, though, as a, as a moviegoer, uh, where I'm trying to watch less trailers because I'm becoming spoiled when I go and see the movie. And I'm like, that's one of those scenes I would have loved to have seen in the theater. So, that, that might be the first and last time I watch that trailer. What about you, Patrick? Yeah, and yeah, on the trailer. I mean, it's a yay, but... It's a very uh, pessimistic yay. <laughs> only because, <laughs> the like, best type of yay. <laughs> only because I'm still bitter from The Last Jedi. So I know there's a lot of Last Jedi lovers out there, so please do not send hate emails to anybody. <laughs> if you do, send it to Vince Alani. Yeah, cause, um, we love it. Yeah, but... I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I don't hate it. I just don't watch it. But I can say objectively, the trailer looked really cool. Like it, 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 like it, it moves some heartstrings in me that I just didn't think I would because I haven't caught any of the new movies. 
uh, seeing Carrie Fisher in there again. It was kind of like, oh, God. Have you seen any of the new movies? I haven't, no. Uh, I haven't, the last Star Wars movie I saw was Attack of the Clones. Wow. <laughs> so, I kind of have a justified reason. I was hoping you say Phantom Menace. I was like, I, didn't, like, I actually never saw Phantom Menace. Oh, you should see that. No. Uh, <laughs> you want to see uh, Garbage and um, Jake racism? Oh, oh Dark Dark Menace. <laughs> Just like, the same racism brought to you by Michael Bay in the Transformers films can be seen in Jar Jar Binks in uh, The Phantom Menace. Sounds... That's a good sell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Don't take me out, Disney. <laughs> so, this brings us to the most enlightening part of the podcast. This week in Hip Hop History. <laughs> So, starting on April 8th, NWA, the most dangerous group, is inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, this was not without some controversy. Gene Simmons of KISS was very vocal in saying he didn't believe that rap acts should be allowed in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not convinced Gene Simmons should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know there's a lot of KISS fans. Again, send your hate mail, Patrick Pierre. (laughs) I'm not sure that he, like, when I think about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm like, I get what KISS is. But I'm not a huge KISS fan. No. So, like, rock and roll? KISS doesn't come to mind first. No. For some people, it probably does. Not necessarily for me. Nope. Not going to happen. Rock, roll, Then Ice Cube dropped the mic and said, during his induction speech, aimed pretty much at Gene Simmons and all the uh, people who were hating on rap groups being in there. He said, rock and roll is not conforming to the people who came before you, but creating your own path in music and in life. That is rock and roll, and that is us. And he is absolutely right. And Gene Simmons was like, well, I still think Led Zeppelin should be in the Rap Hall of Fame if you want this all to make any sense. And I was like, please choke on your tongue. This is the same situation that we're talking about. People being like, this type of music is this type of way and blah, blah, blah. We're going to say it's this type of way. And you're like, at a certain point in time, you got to get off the porch. You got to like look yourself in the mirror. And you got to understand you're kind of being a little bit offensive. You should like break down what you're even fighting for. Exactly. What are you even talking about, Gene Simmons? We went about this with last week with uh, Lil Nas X and the Old Town Road yeah. being removed from Billboard Country, uh, which is a great song, but maybe it would not be possible, or maybe it's only possible because in 2013, April 9th, Brad Paisley and LL Cool J released the song Accidental Racist. A day I will never forget. Oh, boo! Boo, this song sucks! Oh, what are you doing? This is not rocking the bells. Please stop this. Need another beat. Why did you two do this? Uh, it was a bad song. It was a bad song. It was, it's, you know what that is? Accidental Racist is the same thing as Starbucks saying Race Together. Where I'm like, do not enter into this arena. Stay out of this. Yeah. Do not do this, LL. It was well-intentioned, but the whole, I'll forgive you. He was very forgiving. The, I'll forgive the iron chains if you get past my gold chains. These are different. Very you different. were a slave. Yes. You're wearing gold chains. These are not the same related things. Don't do this. Also, there's young kids who will only know you, LL Cool Rapper, as this song. They don't know your previous stuff. They know he's an accidental racist dude. No, check out his old stuff. He's arguably the GOAT. This is a horrible song. Uh, in 1992, Dr. Dre and Snoop Doggy Dog released the song Deep Cover from the movie Deep Cover. 
It was Dre's first solo release after leaving N.W.A. It's also Snoop's first ever appearance on a recording. And then a little tidbit. Uh, our favorite rapper, Tyga, released mm. an album he is and not a song, Dope, uh, exactly 21 years later, which heavily sampled the song Deep Cover. And it's really the only reason why I even care for that Tyga song is because of the Deep Cover sample. Such a surprise that his career is still, you know, where it's at. You mean in neutral? <laughs> Even there. <laughs> April 10th, uh, two great albums were released. A tribe called Quest released their debut album, People's Instinctive Travels and the Path of Rhythm. It was critically acclaimed, acclaimed and then received a perfect five mic rating in the Source magazine in 1990. This is back when they did not give out five mics to just like any one. album. Yeah. Like, you, like, now you can be Benzino. Well, now you can't. You should never be Benzino, but. <laughs> Whatever, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> the Public Enemy released their third album, Fear of a Black Planet, considered by many to be the magnum opus of hip hop recordings. Sold a million copies in its first week in 1990. Uh, probably my favorite song off of that was uh, 1989. I, I don't remember. We were, uh, so this and I were on a tour. We were in New York and we were at a record store. I'm not sure if you won at this point, but I was like in this place and then like had like records and hip hop and I was like, man, I'm in New York at a record store. I was like, you know, feeling myself and I was like, I've never purchased this album before. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. And I listened to it and I actually fully listened to it. I was like, this is like pivotal for me as far as hip hop goes. It just to be everything. It just feels like not even like an album, more of like a call to, a call to action. Yeah. To be like, fuck yeah, man. If you so have, I, a, I slapped a white person that same night. <laughs> I think that was me. It was That you. was me. I was like, I'm half Mexican. Uh, Fear of Black Planet, if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. Then on April 14th, closing back with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the BC Boys are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't recall Gene Simmons really saying too much about this one. Well, because they're very rock and roll because, yeah. you know, their skin is white. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, BC Boys, however, are great. Uh, they were inducted by their former Def Jam label mates, LL Cool J, most famous for Accidental Racist, <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck D for Fear of Black Planet. Uh, MCA missed the ceremony. He was hospitalized that day. Uh, unfortunately, he would pass away less than a month later, and this was in 2012. It's crazy. Yes, rest it's in peace. Crazy. MCA. And hopefully we'll get some more rap acts into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Gene Simmons dies. I want him to see as much as possible. I think we're definitely heading that direction. There's going to be people, I mean, like, throw Eminem in there, you know. He's oh, yeah, he'll, like, he'll be in there know, like, Why not, man? Let's mix this stuff up. Yes. Stop being all, like, private about what you own and what you have. Haven't you owned enough? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that uh, little undertone is or why you're staring at me. Oh, uh, <laughs> You look very angry. Uh, that brings us to the song of the week, a very uh, acclaimed uh, achievement that we bestow upon a song every week. Yes, yes, y'all. Uh, this week, I, w- I was torn between a couple things, but decided to go with Anderson Pack, featuring Andre 3000. The legend. He's the, back. The, 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 ki- the king of the, the guest spots. Just the, the dude that you got to be ready to put him on your album because he's going to take it and make it his own. So the song is called Come Home. It is off Anderson's brand new album called Ventura. It's the first song. kicks everything off. I think sets the tone for the album. I heard the album this weekend. It's incredible. 
this song has a very lush, gorgeous sound. I played it for my wife, and she really liked it. Said it kind of sounded like an old Motown song, and I feel Anderson Pack kind of has like an old soul funk kind of vibe to him. I was telling Patrick he doesn't really fit in a box of like just a rapper. He sings. He just produces great music. And then Three Sex came on and just cleaned up. At one point, his flow sounded almost like when DJ Jazzy Jeff does uh, sort of the, the transformer effect where he like sort of just like the get the da, 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 da. like that's what Andre 3000 was doing. And it, it was just incredible. And apparently, Anderson Pack didn't know he was going to get the verse. He like reached out Three Sex Days going to get it to him and he was like week went by hadn't heard anything. Two weeks went by losing faith like month two months went by and then finally a long time later he gave it to him he's like it was perfect fit perfectly with the song he's a busy man he is busy and also I think when you hear the verse I can't I know he's a genius but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't take him a while to come up with this because it's just so so good and he came with that thing like on a napkin in a Starbucks like five minutes like he's, he's, he's a genius bro it was nice for me to like to listen to this and to hear Andre and be like, man, he's just like it's just crazy to me the things that he's doing and the fact where I'm like, I feel like the beat just disappeared because you're now the beat and everything is I I it was just, this is a great song I was like happy as you could. Now was it just me or did the beat kind of change up a little when he started rapping? I think it did. I think it did. I was like, but I'm not that, sure. or did he do yeah, that? I'm not sure. What happened? <laughs> It's playing with my mind. I know, man. It's a dope song. We we clearly are enjoying this song. Um, it's yeah, I think. And Andrew Pack, you're right. I'm like, I'm very happy with like where he's going and the fact that like, let's mix the genre up a little bit. It don't have to be just one thing, you know. Just be good. Yeah, but I, would, I we both highly recommend checking out the entire album Ventura. Uh, and the first song, Come Home. And old to the old baby come back like a messed up let's do this I ain't too proud to beg type feel to it almost sounded like a supreme type song yeah. with, with the lush uh, orchestration in the beginning yeah uh, but yeah that I think does it for us this week yeah uh, thank you Six God for blessing us with another fantastic dear Six God show. we honor you today with the sacrifice of Tyga <laughs> 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 uh, all the Tiger fans send hate mail to Lonnie at Lonnie.com yeah. I'll take it look send me that mail yes because there can't be that many of you no I think they grew out of that Tiger face <laughs> Kylie Jenner's no longer and, and no, no, I don't fan. want to be clear about this offense is definitely meant yes <laughs> oh my, this is fun yeah uh, make sure to check us out on social media platforms, on Instagram, on Twitter, Hip Hop Movie News. Yes, yes. On Facebook as Hip Hop and Movie News. Yeah, and we're running through Anchor right now for the uh, the podcast. We were on SoundCloud. We're running through Anchor. Gives us more options. I can check in on more of the stats. Allows me to be like you know hands on with a little bit more. I'm not saying we're going to stay here. We might still go somewhere else. Whatever. Um, no hit us up. Yeah, that's it. Hit us up though, and then um, we're going to try and reach out to more of you guys. Um. Yeah, this is a fun one. I enjoyed this a lot. Yes, man. yes. Yes. To the tiger sacrifice at the end. <laughs> we need more of that in every episode. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so for hip hop and movie news, the podcast. I am Vince Eustace. I'm Lonnie Finley. We've got Patrick Pierre, producer extraordinaire. I will speak for him unless he wants to say something. No, that's a no. Uh, for all of us here, just chill to the next episode. Yes, just go. We're gonna get super.